good. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Game of Life with Dan and Harmon. You're it's, recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Yeah, yeah. solid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by comedian, actor, Ash Williams. Welcome to the show. Good on you, Daniel. Do you like to be called Dan or Daniel? Dan. It's Dan. weird when people call me Daniel. It feels like I'm in trouble when someone calls me Daniel. Yeah, well, you've got Daniel on your Insta. Yeah, I do, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you get Daniel a lot. I do, but I, I prefer Dan. Dan's cool. Yeah. Dan's fun. Is <laughs> is So do you prefer to be called Ashley? Or? I like to be called Daniel. <laughs> um, so it confuses a lot of people, but no, I, I like Ash. I don't, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> walk, walk me through a day in your life. Yeah, well, every day is different. Yeah. Um, this morning I – well, let's not start with today because I had – how's <laughs> this, right? I had a – I went to a like a party yeah. yesterday yeah. but I didn't realise it was a 50th birthday oh. because my friend's birthday was in November. Yeah. And then she said, I'm throwing a party. But on the invite it didn't say anything no. about the birthday. Yeah. And we're in February now. Yeah. And it wasn't until I walked in there and I asked a few people, I said, what are we doing here? And they're like, oh, it's a 50th birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's a big, big birthday. Did you did you bring gifts? No, nah, mate. Yeah. See, for a 50th, I would have brought a gift as well. well. I didn't know. But you didn't know, of course. So I've got to get a <laughs> gift. Um, so I'm trying to yeah. chase my tail with that. I'll probably do that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but a usual day is I, I do gym. I usually go to F45. Yes. And then I will. I've got an office in Richmond, yeah, where I just fuck around basically and just scroll Instagram. <laughs> um, but no, and uh, look, I'm I try and write, or I'm working on stand up, or I'm working on some social media videos, yeah. or a podcast. Yeah, um, try to stay off Instagram. Yeah, and then and then I kind of go home. Yeah. Um, that's and then I, if Married at First Sight's on, I watch Married at First Sight. <laughs> I, I do love that show. Uh, big shout out to Collins. Uh, what a great character! But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's I, I don't know. I, I it's pretty mm. routine during the week, and then I might do some stand up. Yeah. Um, I might go out with some friends. I might have a date. Who knows? I I'm, I don't. I don't really have a a set mm. schedule. Would you consider yourself a jack of all trades? Because you do a bit of acting, you do stand up, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I yeah. I would like to do more acting. Mm. Um but uh yeah, Jack of all trades. It's more maybe a Daniel yeah. of all trades. <laughs> but no, um I think you gotta yeah. you gotta have as many plates spinning as you can. Yeah. So I mean I saw you doing a lot of work over the um the course of the Australian Open as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well I love my tennis. I've got a, by the way, if you love your tennis, listen to my tennis podcast. It's called Get a Grip. I do it with David Zeta. Yeah. He's a Fox Sports journo and he lives around here. We're in Brunswick mm-hmm. now. He lives around here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, not that where he lives has anything to do with the podcast, yeah. but look, we're, we, we love our tennis and we continue. Funnily enough, we continue talking about tennis even when the Australian Open finishes, yeah. which is not like most Aussies. What is it about tennis that you love? The women. No, um, I – not the men. I – just like my – I used to play it. Mm. So that was my my upbringing really. I just used to play tennis six days a week. So you grew up on tennis? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to turn pro. I just wasn't quite good enough. Yeah. 
Um, but a lot of the, the learnings that I gleaned from tennis, I've parlayed into stand up or, or show business or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. It's because it's very similar. Yeah. You, you know, you're on your own mm. on the tennis court yeah. and you've got your prep, you've got your training and then it's match day and it's very similar. Yeah. Well, what did you want to be when you grew up? Tennis player. Tennis player. It was yep. just a tennis player. Yep. So there was no sort of acting or stand-up on the horizon when you were no. younger? Really? No. So no. so what drew you to acting then initially? Um, well, I did actually always enjoy being in front of a crowd. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, making people laugh and, um, you know, yeah, I've definitely got some touchstones of stand-up when, when I was growing up. You know, from about the age of six to to ten to to fourteen, I remember I was at school and we had to do a uh, a talk on on whatever you wanted. Yeah, and um, people would do you know, oh my talk is on Kieran Perkins's fifteen hundred meter gold medal, and like people would love it. They're like, oh, that was fucking great, man. That was cool. that was really good. And I was late with my assignment. Mm. The teachers kept saying to me, "Mate, you got to do your talk." Yeah, you know, seriously. Everyone else has done it. And so I went home that night and I'm like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And I was writing – I started writing something boring, like mm. some fucking Olympics event. And I was like, fuck this shit. This is boring. So then I just started writing essentially stand-up. It was, But I didn't realise it was stand-up. Yeah. It was dot points of things that I thought were funny. And it was like uh, the coffee is uh, overpriced. Co- coffee's a rip-off. Coffee, you know, it, it was yeah. pretty. It was yeah. pretty underdone, but it yeah. got laughs. I was talking about neighbours. I was trying to get people involved <laughs> in neighbours. I said it's really good at the moment. Um, Amy, Amy, um, Lance's sister. Yeah. I was crapping on about Amy. And yeah. anyway, look, it's an easy crowd yeah. in, a, in a classroom because they're all happy to do anything yeah. except work. So they laughed, and then the teacher said to me, "Look, that was the best talk we've had." What, what, what a feeling that is. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah. It was good. But again, I didn't yeah. realise at, yeah. at the time that I, I would do something similar for a living. But he said, it's the best talk we had. If you, and if you handed mm. the assignment in on time, I would have given you the class prize. But I go, yeah, whatever, mate. Just, just you know, get off my back. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it's not until you look back on it when people go, oh, did, did you always yeah. want to do it? Well, it's not that I always wanted to do it, no. but I always enjoyed doing it. And you sort of don't realise it, but you were, you know, laying the foundation pretty early on with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, th- I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, and then, again, I, again, I didn't know that that's yeah. what I wanted to do, but yeah. I, I definitely had a natural, yeah, um, uh, not affinity, but a, a natural kind of, uh, like it was a, a, a it was familiar. A natural familiarity to, to being in front of people and wanting to make them laugh. Yeah. Or at least entertain them. Yeah. Because if you go back to the tennis, what I used to always uh, fantasize about was winning Wimbledon in front of a huge crowd mm. and everyone clapping. Yeah. And so they're very similar. Yeah. Tennis and it's tennis and stand up is quite similar. So um so yeah, and then I I didn't really know what I wanted to do out of school. I did like marketing, started a car. I started like a promo agency 
I started like a marketing. It wasn't marketing. It was like a staffing agency. Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. Um, but then I started working more radio at Nova mm. in Melbourne and it just got to the point where I was like, well, it's not fair on on either one because mm. the, the radio is starting to become yeah. all-encompassing. Yes. So I just I sold the promo agency to, to a guy. Yeah. And then I kind of went all in on, you know, the 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 gamble yeah. of show business. Yeah. How how was the stability? How long did you have stability for in radio? Um I had about four years of stability. Yeah. Where you're getting a salary. That's heaven. Yeah. In 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 the arts or or whatever. If you've got that meat and two veg coming in every week, mm. then then you're cruising. Yeah. But um and then after that I was I wasn't doing radio. It was uh end of 2011 I think and I'm like what am I going to do so you're back into the void of you know what the hell am I going to do yeah yeah and then I ended up just going to LA Los Angeles and was that a slog well I went there for a visit yeah I really enjoyed the the rhythm of it and the Mm. the the, again the gamble yeah and and the bullshit of it yeah I didn't mind the bullshit of it because I didn't take it super seriously and I got along with people. And, um, but when I moved there, once yeah. I got my visa and I moved there, yeah, it is a slog because if you're, if you've got money there, mm. it's not a slog. Yeah. You're, you're cruising. The, the divide between have and have nots is so greater there than here in Australia. Yeah. Um, but when you've got to make a living there, and you're trying to do it in show business, you, you got to get your hands dirty. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise because I had to do all of these um, things that I wouldn't ordinarily do to make money, mm. which then ended up being uh, stand-up material. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So for me, just just living life is um, the trick. The trick for me is realizing which parts of my life are stand-up because often you just live your life and it's quite interesting it's yeah. colorful and you're just in the moment then you mm. go into the next bit and then you're but so, for me i need to sit sit yeah. down sometimes and go okay what the fuck you have to be happened. more observant yeah that, and that's why i don't mind doing my podcast which i do once a week uh even though it doesn't make it makes a little bit of money but yeah. you know if i had uh david kosh come in and said let's look at your podcast and see if it's uh, viable <laughs> he'd say mate let's shut this yeah. thing down yeah but it is a good um, way for me to kind of filter out what's happened in my week yeah, uh, without putting too much pepper and salt on the stories. Mm. So it's like a digital diary yes. really. And then I can then go through that and say, okay, well, yeah, that's what happened this week and, and can I take any of those for, for radio, for stand-up or, or for a book or whatever, mm. whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I think the easy part is, is living your life and doing things that, yeah, the harder part for me is again, sitting down yeah. and doing the more monotonous, let's go through it. Or the admin. Yeah. Let's go through this thing and see which, which bits are, are funny. Yeah. I, for, for us, this was, this has been like an evolution for me at least in learning how to, 
gain confidence yep. because I was never a confident person prior to starting this podcast. But over the course of this year that we've done this, I've become a better conversationalist in my real life, mm. which is so I think I always sort of need this outlet on weekends to sort of go back to it. And I think I'd be lost without it yeah. now. Isn't that a strange sort of thing? Well, it's a, it's an exercise, yeah, for you, yeah, and you would feel great after doing it, yeah. I feel um, very light after doing, yeah, this. yeah, because it's, you're cleaning out the cobwebs, yeah, and you, it makes other things. It's like when you do something that's harder. Not that you know, yeah, just, each to their own. Some people would think this is hard, but then going to order a coffee or going to fucking yeah, I don't know, seems yeah seems so fucking easy yes um but i don't know yeah, that's why it's important to do do things that challenge you yeah well what's the most challenging thing that you've done in your career mm. Mm. Uh, most challenging mm. there's nothing that jumps out mm. i think it's just about doing things yeah. when you're not ready or you just fucking do it yeah just do it you strike me as a risk taker as well 100 percent. yeah well i like it do you thrive on that yeah yeah Yeah. i like i like the um the unknown of things and having to create things uh, in the moment yeah and um yeah so so yeah i I mean i'm planning on going to new york halfway through this year or Mm. or, you know august ish and um go there for six weeks so that will be fun, but I want to have all my ducks in a row before I go. Yeah. So I want to have like a, a good, a good kind of heart th- or even mm. twenty minutes of stand up that I can just roll out and mm. then create some stuff there. And um, I've never been to New York, so that that will be a, a, a fun adventure. Yeah. But you've got to you've got to work too. Yeah, you live, live and work. Did you do much stand up when you were in Los Angeles? Yeah, or was, was you did. I did. Yeah, so it wasn't just acting. No, I did. Um, probably more stand-up but the acting was just something that I just did because I was there and I'd done a little bit of acting before I left and um and I was pretty good at the auditions so this is pre-zoom days when everything's now everything's done kind of on zoom but I was great at the auditions because the stand-up helps that yeah um but uh yeah I'd like to do some more acting I definitely would would I did neighbors for about three months and I was just I remember at the time I was like this is fucking boring but it, mm. hindsight's a wonderful thing it's it's actually not that boring you can have just because you're not doing jokes um, there's other ways to improve and and create good good art I know that yeah. sounds wanky but to create moments yeah. create create some 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 real shit yeah um, so yeah I. I wouldn't wouldn't say no to to some some more acting even if it's drama. You worked with Charlie Sheen and and Martin Sheen, right? Yeah. When you're in Los Angeles, what was that like? Yeah, good mate. I didn't spend a hell of a lot of time with them, <laughs> but I did all of my scenes with Martin Sheen. Yeah. And he he was just a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, a lot of fun, very very friendly. And welcoming mm. to to someone new to set, yeah. And the 
talisman of that is to also how they act when the when you're off off mic or when yeah. you're standing side of stage, you know. And we just had some bullshit banter, which was good. He was telling me that he's he can touch his toes and shit like that. And I, I don't know. How, oh, that's right, because I was playing a yoga teacher. Yeah. And he goes, "Do you do yoga?" And I go, "No, bro." <laughs> And he goes, but you oh, look like you could I do. Yoga. I do look like I can do <laughs> yoga. And then he goes, Oh, I, I I actually do yoga. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, man. And he goes, Yeah, do you want to see my see me touch my toes? I'm like, of course I do. Show me. And he just showed me. And I said, That's fucking cool, mate. That's cool. So, like, you know, it's just r- really lighthearted banter, but I, I enjoy that. I enjoy at the end of the day, people are just people. Yeah. And um, yeah, they they a lot of people who are big names, they just want to be treated like people anyway. They don't you, you don't I mean some some want you to treat them like they're big stars, yeah. but like fuck, I don't know. That 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 seems I feel like it would stupid. just be uncomfortable. Um It's not real. Yeah, it's not real, yeah. You just want yeah. to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. You don't want them to, you know, be fawning at you. Yeah. 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 So, so how long did you spend in Los Angeles? Three years. Three years. So, why did you come back to a, to Australia? I came back for a wedding. Actually, I came back not my, not mine. I came <laughs> back for to Ed Cavalier was getting married. Yes. To Tiffany Hall, and I just came back for that, and then I just didn't go back because I, I started booking some work here. Yeah. And um, it was easy because because LA is a slog, and just that juxtaposition between easy and hard or easy and slog was like I was just like how easy how easy is this yeah it's so easy like I mean I grew up in Melbourne it's so easy to get around you've got various levels of support not just family but friends and a network yeah, of course, yeah that you can leverage from and um yeah so I, I ended up staying but you still have that mm. that thing when you're here in Melbourne that you're like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> Did you ever get homesick while you were over there? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's lonely. Yeah. It's very lonely when you're um kind of just going on a hit. If you're just an actor, that's fucking that's tough. Yeah. Like at least like I was doing other things and You've got a creative outlet with your stand-up or whatever whatever you're doing. But, um, yeah, the acting, waiting for the phone to ring with acting is not good. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. No. And being a, being a freelancer, you're just, you know, you're always waiting for the next gig, right? Or, you know, constantly trying to find the next gig. Yep. What is that lifestyle like for you? Well, yeah, it's a gamble. Yeah. I was talking to someone last night at this 50th birthday party. You're gambling on your talent. You're gambling on what you think you can bring Mm. and that's that's what it is yeah that's i was talking to another girl yesterday so she used to work um in radio uh, in front of the mic Mm. she she had a show and now she's gone behind the mic she's like more of a executive producer and i said how is it she's like it's very different it's a it's good to have some stability Mm. and uh, i said i bet it is i bet it is but the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low. Mm. But, you you know, you're, again, each to their own. But I don't know. I feel like I uh, want to play a few more hands. Have you ever have you ever felt like throwing in the towel, just quitting, going to a regular job? 
Yeah, some or some. Well, it's more just money. Sometimes yeah. you're just like, oh, maybe I should just do a job. I could do that guy's job. Yeah, he 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 doesn't actually know what he's doing. Yeah, maybe I could be in programming. Maybe maybe I could be working in my own social media company that, that does comedy content or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's that's gonna dilute from what you're trying mm. to do. So you got, I think, you gotta got to be clear on what you're trying to achieve mm. um, because there's so many things that we can all do, whether you work yeah. in entertainment or whether you work, you're a builder or whatever. This is, in this world today, it's like, fuck, man. It's not even a fork in the road. It's like there's 10, 10 forks in the road and you can choose any which way. Yeah. So there's a lot of possibility. That's why it's important to, to kind of know which, which way you want to go. Mm. Do you, do you try and live in the moment or are you someone who keeps looking ahead or look back? Do you try and stay uh, as present as possible? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got to know where you're going. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we, we all we all spend time in all three. Yeah. But, but like, you know, you try your best to stay in the present um, and and not put too much weight yeah. on, on anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think because in entertainment and in any work, you you do get, uh, and with social media too, you get jealous, you get envious. You're like, I I want that job. What what? I mean, I should be doing that. What why? Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. But the more you can be light with it all, and just you know, again, to use a, a bit of a wanky term, zen with it, mm. the better off you'll be. Because it's like. It actually doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, none of it matters. No. So, yeah, if, if you can get, in, and we all, I know I, I can be in that moment. Yeah. Where nothing matters and that's cool. But, you know, we're, we're human beings and we get a, we get emotional and um, competitive too. You go back yeah. to the tennis roots. It's like, I am competitive. Yeah. So, like, it, there's good parts about being competitive and there are bad parts. Yeah. And, and sometimes, um yeah you, you can be less zen when you're very competitive yeah. but um yeah it's i don't know it's a business mate yeah it's a business why do you think we become so fixated on other people's success um why is that a hard thing to let go of yeah why do we get well at the end of the day, you shouldn't be fixated if you feel like you're already a success. Yeah. I feel like that comes from being unfulfilled and, and feeling like you haven't made it. Yeah. And so you're looking at other people and you're like, fuck, you know. I know, I know like some really big comedians, big, and they've made, you know, critical and commercial successes of their, their career absolutely loaded to the eyeballs. They're still, they're still, I, I mean, they're still a bit unsatisfied. They're still, and again, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. But I think the more you can just be like happy yeah, and um, happy for, for everyone, as hard as that is sometimes, especially some people who you don't like as people doing work, the, the more the more you, you're going to live a happier, happier life because there's always going to be someone doing a job that you, you think you could do. Mm. I think it's just a lot more heightened in entertainment. Yeah. You know, if you're a, a tradie or some shit, it's like, 
you're not seeing it on social media yeah. all the time. You're not, yeah. it's, you don't see fucking, you know, Bob from fucking Bob's mowing, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I got another contract. I'm now mowing the lawns for uh, Mrs. Gilbert down the road. You don't see that. No. Whereas in, in entertainment, you do. It's like, mm. hey, I just got this next Netflix special. I'm hosting this radio show. You're like, this fucking cunt. <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, what what do you tell yourself when you're going through bad times to get through those bad times? Um, well, I think sometimes when you're in bad times, you don't really realise you're in them until you're out of them. Mm. Um, so just keep going. Yeah. Something I have to try and tell myself now is this too shall pass. Like Because we always reflect on the bad times and, you know, yeah. reminisce about... Mm. Oh, that was a terrible time back then, you know. Yes, it was a bad time then, but you always have to sort of realise that you're living in the now as well. Well, yeah, I think yeah. Tom Hanks had that social media video where it's the good, the bad, the indifferent, yeah. this too shall pass. Yes. Like, um, yeah, dude. I, I mean, we're, I think we're all trying to find the sweet spot of contentment and yeah. and – and happiness and, mm. and, you know, ticking all the boxes professionally mm. and personally and, you know, with, with, yeah. your, with your family and spiritually mm. if, if you're into that stuff. And it's a, it's a, it's a cycle. Yeah. So it's, it goes in waves and light waves. You're going to be on a wave. You might be off the wave, mm. but you might be on the wave. So it's just, I don't know, keep going is, yeah. is a, and I, I would say just, have fun. Mm. If you're doing, and in terms of comedy, it's like do what makes you laugh, mm. yeah. and believe. And I'm talking to myself, you know, sometimes with this too. You got to believe in what you, what what you can do. You got to believe in what you think's funny. And and just fucking have a swing. Mm. Have you always been a confident person? I have. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is it? Why are you confident? What gives you that confidence? Um, I don't know. Really? I, I, I guess when I was younger, I, when I say young, I was about 21. I was mm. doing some modeling. And I, went, I just went into a modeling agency. I was living in Perth at the time. And um, I just. I just got into G-string waitering, right? So I was like doing the G-string waitering and then I was making a bit of money from that and then someone said, oh, you should do some modelling. And so I went, I went and signed up. I, went, I just went and walked into a modelling agency then and he's like, yeah, great, we, we'll, we'll take you on. And I'd go to these castings and I would see all of these gorgeous guys that I was trying to get work against mm. like and then, and then I, when I came back to Melbourne I was again these were like standalone modeling jobs and I remember seeing some of the guys in the room I'm like these guys are fucking stunning I talked to them but they're, they're, they're boring as batshit yeah. so I was like I, I reckon I can try and come from the angle of personality yeah and so I remember I would go into and this is again you go back to why I was good at auditions in in LA and it all kind of adds up. It all stacks on itself. I was, I was clear that I had to lean on personality and and humor, and uh, being affable with these people, so that I had a a point of difference against you know handsome Luke, yeah. this 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 guy with the biggest jaw, 
I remember I, I would look at him in the in the car. I'd go, "Fuck you, fuck you, stunning, mate." Not in a gay way, but like I was just like, "You're fucking, you're fucking hot ass, mm. dude." But again, he's one of the most boring guys. Yeah. To this day, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't don't see him that much anymore. But yeah, man, I mean, I think just by doing things, you you will, and by pushing yourself, you become yeah. more confident. Yeah. Have, do you have a well crafted, you know? Material? Do you have well-crafted material in your acts? Is it something that you not really finely tune? Nah, never? Fuck no, I've never. got, I've got a few bits. Yeah. So I've got this show that I'm doing, um, March 13 and March 20 yes. in Richmond. Yeah, and um, I've got some bits in there that are, you know, pretty pretty mm. honed. Yeah, but I also like to color in outside the line. So I'm I'm like I've got a lot of room yeah to move mm-hmm. uh and play because i've done shows before where like there's no room mm. the the almost the script of the show because if you, if you do a show so you do it 30 40 50 times it becomes very scripted yeah which is good and bad but i remember i had this show and it was so scripted and if i had to just push through it in terms of like the script was about 50 minutes. So mm. if I fucked around with the crowd, yeah. my show would blow out to like an yeah. hour, an hour, yeah. 10, and I had yeah. another guy coming in after me. Mm. And they're like, you know, you, we've, got, we've got another show. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So I don't like doing shows where there's no room to move. Mm. So, yeah, you, you, you want to have a bit, of a bit of a mix with some very structured material. You're like, this is the, the architecture of the – or the – the the cladding or whatever the other bones of the show and and then you can you can you know fly with the wind. When was the first time you did an hour show? Um, so I'm pretty sure I saw that at the comedy festival. No, no, I actually did. I actually did something crazy um, uh, when I was just starting out in yeah. stand up. I it was 2000 and so so was it 10? It must have been halfway through. 2011 mm. I think <clears throat> and um, I just started doing it I was doing a few, two probably two gigs a week and then I don't know what happened but I was like I'm going to put on a show yeah I'm going to put on an hour show mm. and if I got all of my material I've probably been doing stand up for two months or three months if I got all of the material even the, the material that bombed yeah I would have 50 minutes so I got got my whiteboard out. I wrote down everything, and I was like, "Here's the show." Sold it. I did four nights. I sold. I did the old Butterfly Club in South Melbourne, which was like a fifty or sixty seater. Yeah. Right. And I sold all four nights out. The mm. show was like rough as, mm. but you know, I made money off it. I remember I was like, I was sitting down with them because I was working with Dave Hughes at the time, mm-hmm. and I was sitting with him and Ed Cavalier. At Yellowbird in, in Windsor then I was I sold the I sold I think I made two grand uh, for four nights comedy yeah. I was like it's pretty good they're like yeah because you create that work you create it and it's also yeah it's just like well you just keep doing that and um, again that show was super underdone um, but I didn't know it at the time yeah and people liked it some yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, people enjoyed it because it was just prob- it was very yeah. raw. Yeah, 
It was very raw, and I had some good bits in there. Yeah, but the it, it was just a paper mache of everything I'd done in three months. Yeah, so I was fucking the stand up comedy is about editing and throwing shit out, mm. and not just throwing everything at it. Mm. So who, who are your biggest supporters in life? Like to say, yes, you can do this. Probably mum. Yeah, probably mum. Um, yeah, but also like, um. Comedy friends are, are supportive. Mm. Um, but I, I don't think I've done that much, to be honest. I mean, I've, I've got a, I think I've got a lot more to offer in the stand up yeah, world. Of yeah. And I want to, you know, work work pretty hard. Stand up's easy not to do because mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's unglamorous. No, no one's to, making you do it either. No, and it's, so, it's yeah. so easy to fucking sit on the couch yeah. and watch maths and shit. It's like, especially if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, again, it's, it's, I think contentment and, and, uh, happiness in a relationship is, is like kryptonite to stand up mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So you, you just got to get the fuck out there. You got to get out there. So, um, yeah, my plan is to do a lot more over the next two years mm-hmm. and, and have, have a really good show. Mm. Um, and that, that we'll see, we'll see what that new show, this show that I'm doing in about a month is is all brand new material. It's a lot about mum because I'm living with mum at the moment. So yeah. it's a lot about living with mum and mums are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's just easy. It's just she, she, she basically writes the material. <laughs> I just listen from yeah. time to time. How, how long have you been working on this show for? Not long. Not long. I, I mean I only decided to do a show about four months ago but yeah, I've like, got enough yeah. for 50 minutes and also I'm, I'm – There'll be again. There'll be bits. There'll be crowd work. There might be some some special guests. My mum might show up, and um, yeah, it's it, it it'll it'll be a ride. Yeah. Would Would you live um, life on the road with mum? If it like if you incorporate your mum into your show, would you you know go and tour on well, the road with her? I wouldn't tour with her, <laughs> but what I would do is um, I would film a uh, like a. A three week, four week thing with her. Yeah, I haven't seen it properly, but it's similar to travels with my father with yeah. Jack Whitehall. Yes, yeah. I'll do something with mum, and I think that something like like that might might present itself. I don't know mm. in what form, but it might. Who knows? I just think there's there's something beautiful about a mother and son, um, and we have a very beautiful relation and real relationship. Um, and yeah, we're, we're very lucky. Yeah, to to have that. Do you do you deal with um, conflicts well? Are you someone who deals with conflict well? Yeah, pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, depends. Yeah, on any sort of creative project, do you if you do you ever clash with anyone else? Uh, not really. I mean, Would you say you're pretty laid back. Yeah, I'm laid back, but if there's something that needs to be done a certain way i'll just tell someone yeah in, in, a, in a nice way mm. so you're rather diplomatic but I, I, not by choice I, I'm, yeah, I'm just naturally that. also if i'm angry i'll fucking say it. yeah like it's, it's fucking i'll say that's fucked yeah come on man yeah um but i mean i've got an intern now so he's just started but he, he's it's like i don't know yeah yeah it takes a lot for me to get angry yeah um, but I think, I think it's, 
easy enough to well again it's each to their own because some people just don't have that bedside manner mm-hmm. of of relaxed yeah so like how one person delivers the same message is very very different mm. have you ever had a moment in your career where you've had to sort of pinch yourself and realize oh man i can't believe i'm doing this like if you've met someone super famous or you've just had that moment where you've thought oh man i can't believe i'm you know working in a job like this um yeah maybe i mean if you do those like marquee Mm. shows like neighbors or i'm a celebrity get me out of here or when you're on a set Mm. um i think it hits home more yeah um in terms of when i was in america uh, that that was more like parties and stuff like that it was more wasn't it as professionally shocking actually well i used to do a lot of stand-up at the the comedy store and that was pretty cool um you'd see a lot of big names come by and Mm. drop in and um but yeah i mean I think that's why you do it. I think that's why you you yeah. keep playing the hands of of what's this podcast? The game of life. Yeah, so you play life. the hands of life. Yeah. You know, you know, and you some of us have only got one hand playing. Some of us have got fucking ten hands. Yeah. So you keep, you keep playing the hands, and I think when you do get that blackjack or whatever, you that's when those big moments. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're playing for those that adrenaline rush. I think you know. Did you ever become desensitized to it over time? Yes. Yeah. You have to. I think it yeah. it helps sometimes. Well, especially if you're doing stand up, mm. you've got to not desensitize yourself to the point where you're a robot, but you've got to like you can't be like fuck out so like jerking off so hard that you're like, how fucking good is this? Mm. That you 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 still got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. What what words of wisdom do you live by? Uh, uh, mm. no it's it's something i don't have like a um an affirmation as such of something i go by but it's so it'd be something in the area of like um it's already been coined but just do it something like that just 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 uh have a crack yeah yeah go go on oh well no just if you feel something uh and you've you've thought about it for a little bit and you you think maybe then do it yeah because life goes by pretty quick and so why not throw yourself in the deep end yeah 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 i think it's better to to make a move than than to sit stationary Mm. always yeah always and i i I, that's something that i i remind myself of too that's just not just professionally that's in Mm. life because otherwise stay in bed yeah why why if you're not going to do anything today mm. stay in bed yeah you, it's the same result mm. so i think yeah it's about um and, and again it's it's not attached to the outcome whether but if you get an outcome that's still a result mm. do you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah take take action um that's that's kind of what it's about yeah yeah uh, you're have led this sort of crazy life in Los Angeles, which you've talked about yeah. at length um, on other podcasts before. But what is 
sort of one of the sort of craziest stories that people keep asking you about that you're like, I don't want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Dude. Yeah, it's like, it's like, um, that's why I want to have yeah. all of those stories in a, a media, um, you know, package in terms of, and that might yeah. be a, a six part podcast series yeah. or a six part TV series or a book where I can just go yeah. to people fucking yeah. read this or, or, or watch this. Cause I, I, yeah, I've told the story so, so many times, yeah. but I think well, it's probably the, the gay bar or the tickle mm. video that, that is probably, but there's, there's a lot, there's mm. a lot like this. There's a lot of silly stuff too. Um, and, um, yeah, the, the tickle video was was yeah. was fun. It was <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely like not scared, but I was wary mm. of my safety. Yeah, but that adds to the excitement of it all and the unknown yeah. and um, the 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 game of yeah. of, of that stuff. I've, I imagine those experiences that you had in Los Angeles would have felt like an entire different life to what you're living now oh mate for sure well it's because you grow yeah. i grew up in melbourne and yeah. so sometimes when you're still living near where yeah. you grew up mm. uh or in my case at the moment where i grew up yeah which, which is kind of cool in its own way um you feel like you haven't traveled far from the nest so when mm. you're in la you're you're out at sea mate yeah you're, you're you're going going with the wind and um yeah, it's it's absolutely the unknown. Yeah, and I, when I first flew to LA, Tony Martin mm. said to me, "Make sure you take notes. Make sure you write, have a diary." Mm -hmm. I didn't fucking listen to him. I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, I'll remember it. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's so much stuff that I didn't write down. So it's yeah. just about like writing stuff down, and and um, yeah, using using some experiences for for whatever yeah. for whatever it is, but. Um. Yeah, Melbourne's cooler. I I I I really like Melbourne. I think at this time yeah. of the year, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. How How was the Australian Open? How was that experience? Good. I just. Yeah. I mean, I I've got a tennis podcast. Yeah. That I, I don't even know if I. It's called Get a Grip. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. So we did. And I, again, I just do things kind of on on a whim. Yeah. I. I I had a media pass, so I would just turn up to the press conferences and That's I cool. just thought I would just yeah. ask one kind of juicy question. Yeah. And that that was great. That got some mm. um kind of attention online and I think again it's about trying to create some some moments and some different moments. Mm. Um and, and, and in that area it was tennis, because tennis is so boring. Yeah. So it's it's quite <laughs> easy to to, to hit a, a more topspin shot in, mm. in those straight-laced environments. But, yeah, it was great, man. I did some betting stuff for Punt City. Yeah. Uh, if you want to jump on board Punt City, uh, gamble responsibly, of course. And, and yeah, man, you know, got a few things going on. I like to, like, have touch with with brands and, uh, you know, businesses because mm. at the end of the day, for me and I think a lot of people, you do a lot of – the the groundwork for jobs personally yeah you know people have managers and all this and all that stuff it's like yeah that's all good and well but a, mm. a, a, most of the time you've got to go and find the work yeah 
and then you can handball it off to your manager. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, or Friday I was in Sydney talking about some some new TV projects um, um, and this week I'm, I'm talking to some new brands about some, some ways we can work together and I think, I think you've got to be you got to be doing that. Mm. So, I'll start to wrap up this podcast. Sure. Um, tell me when are the dates for your new comedy show? March thirteenth, yep. March twenty, uh, seven thirty p.m. at the Lead Beta Hotel in Richmond. Nice. And tickets uh, on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and that's Ash Williams one, or they're on my website ashwilliams.com.au. I feel like websites are becoming, <laughs> you know, anachronistic. They're they're, they're the new. Yeah, I've got this mm-hmm. pretty pretty sweet click the link thing yeah. at the moment. So if you're up for a good time, it's not OnlyFans. It <laughs> sounds like it, but if you go to my Instagram and click the link, let me know what you think. Yeah. I love it. I click I click it quite a lot. So if these shows go well, is the plan to take it on the road? Uh portions of it. Yeah. Now I want to be doing more stand up interstate. Yeah. So I want to be going to Perth. Mm. Um. Queensland and and you know that will just be like who knows I might take the show on the road and yeah. I'll I'll obviously the more times you do the show the better it gets mm-hmm. yeah um but the good thing about doing your show is then you then you've got like a buffet of material hopefully to choose from if you if you if you want to do a fifteen minute spot or or whatever yeah um but yeah it's I'll tell you one thing about these shows. They're not really planned. Mm. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going to happen. That's good. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. I've (laughs) got to figure out when you do that, you've got to have, you just need to have an an in and an out. Yeah. That's what you need. So um, the out's the most important part. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I could I could do something cheeky and finish with music. Finishing with music is always like it's just like an easy way out. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. I've done that before. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Uh, that's a good question. Um, like just uh, professionally? Yeah, or? professionally. Yeah, I would just say there's not there's not one thing. I would say my my ability and my uh, kind of consistent putting myself out there mm-hmm. and putting myself in situations where there's material and 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 yeah, try, trying to trying to juice as much as I can mm-hmm. out of. Um, situations like you know it's yeah. like during the week i'm looking I'm, i am actually looking to move out to, to a new house and i saw this house and i was like i can't i don't know if i want to live there mm-hmm. but i was like no just go just go because you just don't know what will happen and even though you're not necessarily looking for the house i, mm-hmm. I always say yes to things so it's my ability to say yes to things mm-hmm. even though i don't know what will happen or even if I even want that. Yeah. I will say yes because then I will I will know and I will have something after that. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Ash Williams, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>